0: It was seven people with black uniform and they have guns. It was like a legit SWAT team.
1: Do you ever feel like you're stuck in the rat race? Deep inside, you know that you're capable of so much more. You dream of breaking the chains of your nine to five and starting your own business. But how can you do it? That's the big question. This podcast is here to give you the answers. Join me for a behind the scenes view of the ups and downs as I build my online business from scratch. My name is Paxton Hare, and welcome to Escape 9to5. All right, welcome back to the Escape 9to5 podcast. On today's episode, I am talking with Kim Ding. And Kim, would you like to introduce yourself and give my listeners a little bit of info about who you are?
0: Hi, Paxton. So my name is uh, Kim Ding. I'm the CEO and founder of Group Convert, a Chrome extension that lets you uh, take the email addresses, the questions the questions and answers of people coming into your Facebook group, and then automatically sending that information to your email autoresponder uh, and able to back up your Facebook group, as well as communicate to your audience very quickly once they come in so they're not confused. I'm also the founder of Chrome Boss. Uh, Chrome Boss is a program I have where I help people gain passive income with simple software. And what simple software means are Chrome extensions. On top of that, <laughs> I also have a group Convert Ignite, a program where we help entrepreneurs grow and automate their groups. Since I own software that helps you automate your life, grow your Facebook group, um, it is the logical next step for my own people to get that further support with their automated system. We all know that once you get started on this online journey, you have programs scattered all over the place like high ticket, low ticket, how do you talk to your people and we condensed all of that into a year-long program where you collapse your time in order to really make it work online. so, that's what I have going on in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yes, and, so not uh, very
1: much, really. Just a few things.
0: Just a few things, <laughs> among other software. <laughs> <laughs> and I own an e-commerce company, so uh, that's what I have going. Wow.
1: on. Wow, right yeah, you're a very busy person. So, so Kim, how did how did you get into the Chrome extension world?
0: I started. I saw that it was a year and like three months ago um, that I. Uh, had the, that I really officially just went for it with the Chrome extension and um, my Chrome, my first Chrome extension was to solve my own problem. Mm -hmm. I was using a similar Chrome extension and instead of thinking, you know, I'm going to wait around for a feature. I did put in feature requests, but they kind of ignored me and I'm (laughs) like, wait a minute. That's their mistake, right? (laughs) And so I actually looked into it and I'm like, hey, how hard is it for me to have my own version? And when I first published it, I totally remember I was like a nobody and uh, in the software world, and I didn't know anything about software whatsoever. But when I first published it, immediately I was making around 1,500 monthly reoccurring income, just That's the way awesome. I approached it. Yeah, and that was a week and a half into uh, making it go live. So that freaked me out. Actually, I was like, "What? Why wasn't I doing this this whole time?" Well, you know. Like, <laughs> now, were I, I you doing
1: anything to... at this point, Kim, to to like get the word out there or market it? I mean, how are you getting this this people to come in and give you that money initially?
0: Initially, it was literally an email list of twenty five people, and two people clicked and opened the email, and they signed up for a seven dollars a month plan. Wow! So the, at the very beginning, I even have my Instagram story. I was recording myself. I'm like, guys. I sent out 25 emails. Hopefully someone opens up their email. And the reason why I even had 25 people in my email list was because I started a Facebook group where I was interviewing other affiliate marketers. So from affiliate marketing, I got like a little bit of people interested in being on my email list, but it was such a small list. However, unlike YouTube, unlike Instagram, when unlike Facebook. LinkedIn when you have more subscribers these subscribers are actual paying people so like like one of my clients at 130 subscribers if he has 130 YouTube subscribers he's a nobody if right. he has a 130 LinkedIn really nobody you know like mm-hmm. Facebook but 130 subscribers paying him $29 a month subscribe to his own simple software that's almost $4000 a month for him. Wow. That's like 3800 and something. Mm-hmm. And uh when when you think about like building this future for yourself when you're putting a lot of time and energy into something you want to make sure the numbers count. And so sure you could go you could still go and and build your YouTube and build your social media build all the other subscribers in your life your Twitter and you can build the subscriber base of your teeny simple software, um, where people pay like ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars a month to be subscribed. So back to my story. So when when that started, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna teach people this because this is so cool. My overhead cost is basically nothing,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know. So that's how my journey started. I was solving my own problem. I found out that. Maybe I can teach this. And then other people's problems are solved with um, with getting my Chrome extension as well.
1: Awesome. So, so the, the group convert was the first thing you made. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to start teaching how I did this to other people. And then that's how you've moved towards the, the Chrome boss, right?
0: Yeah. And what's important is I made it. I didn't even make it. I don't know how to code. I don't know anything technical. I hired a developer to make it for me. And it cost $380 when I made it or they made it. And it has now made over in the span of a year uh, and a half, it has made over a hundred thousand dollars. And that is awesome. Yeah. And now it does like around $20,000 a month. And that is one stream of income. That's like one Chrome extension. Mm -hmm. So you just have to like freaking plant the seed.
1: (laughs) <laughs> now, now, when you started this, were you, were you a full-time entrepreneur already, or were you doing other things to to pay the bills?
0: When I started this, I was a full-time entrepreneur already. And I know your podcast is about escape the nine to five. So how mm-hmm. I escaped the nine to five is I went all in on myself. I actually started a dismantling company. What is that? Is That's a like a pick apart, like a wrecking yard. Mm-hmm. So you know how... I have the same mindset as other people when I I look at some, not other people, when I look at something, I'm, I'm not like, that's impossible for me. When I look at like pick a part or a yard, I'm like, oh, I can do that. When I look at software, I'm like, maybe I can do that. You know, I don't go, oh, that is so complicated and so much work. Is it a lot of work? Yes. So I saved up almost every penny that I need in the first year of me working full time and, and then I binged, listened to Pat Flynn, the mm-hmm. podcast, Smart right. business yeah, I really like his podcast. It had all these success stories of everyone who did escape their nine to five, you know, it helped mm-hmm. them get out. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it too. But it took a year of hyping myself up and saving almost everything that I made in order for me to go out and, and started doing stuff. I remember taking apart my first car in my dad's backyard Huh. And when I did that, uh, the neighbors called the cops, and so we had like the SWAT team come in because they thought we were doing something illegal.
1: Like the uh, legit SWAT team with like the big guns and everything.
0: It was seven people with black u- uniform and they have guns. So yeah, that is it crazy. Was like, it was like a legit SWAT team. I, <laughs> and all we are—it was literally me and my friend uh that i hired to go and and like take apart the car stuff and mm-hmm. we just put it in front of our yard that that was it like the car was being taken apart in the garage and then we were putting the car parts outside
1: <laughs> that's crazy
0: <laughs> And our neighbors called the cops. (laughs) But But the fact that they
1: sent the SWAT team is pretty insane.
0: That's weird. I'm like, what the hell? I'm a nobody. Why are they using these resources on me? You know, I showed them the pink slip. I'm like, hey guys, we're just like taking apart this car. Here's the pink slip. And (laughs) don't shoot. Yeah. They made us like, they like, they made us put our hands behind our back until like, I'm like, wait, I own this car. (laughs)
1: That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so so this is interesting to me that the, the pick apart thing because this is this is so weird growing up so I, i'm actually from kentucky originally and my dad owned a pick apart yard and that that was like i lived in it in a trailer until i was 10 years old and like that was my dad's livelihood and that's how we paid the bills so that's pretty cool that, it, that you know here you are telling me that you did a pick apart thing
0: Oh yeah. And I still have that business for the many, for the first five years of that business. I am like your dad. Like I, I was, uh, I didn't live there, but uh-huh. um, I have, you know, I worked all day there and surrounded by Greece and, and making, figuring out how to recycle all the things, you know, mm-hmm. like the Freon and everything like that, making sure we're compliant. It was a lot of overhead and a lot of work and like intense labor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so
1: at some point you decided I need to do something a little easier than this, perhaps like the online stuff.
0: Well, I got into working for myself. Uh, I, I just gave up the idea of having a passion. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do a passion project. I'm going to do something that will make money because I want to eventually free myself Mm -hmm. from any kind of boss the minute like the I remember the first day coming into work full time I woke up the next day in a panic because I looked at my life and I'm like wait is this the rest of my life I have to wake up at a certain time and if I get sick I have to ask permission to go to the doctor like (laughs) that made that shocked me like I, I woke up the next day and I was like no I can't do this I can't and and at some point I did have a breakdown during the year, like before I quit at some point. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't even do this at, at the very end. I didn't tell them that I was taking days off. I just took days off. I ignored all their calls and they didn't fire me because I would, I was a sales rep and I made them several million a year. And so they're like, Kim, we're a smaller company, so we're not going to fire you. But next time you take time off. Can you tell us and not like ignore us with your phone calls? Like we we would really appreciate that. And at that point I was like, okay. And then a week later I quit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I was due like seven thousand dollars in bonuses at that time too. And I was like, fuck it, it's not even worth yeah, it. You my just mind. walked away
1: from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that stress is is it can be so intense. I mean, I know I, I've I've worked for several Silicon Valley companies over the years and I've walked away from one that was like really high paying because I just couldn't I couldn't deal with it.
0: Oh yeah. It was just and it's a at that type of high paying job, it is a lot of stress. And so mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool that you worked at some Silicon Valley, uh, Silicon Valley companies. That's really cool for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: I, I am actually a computer nerd and very technical. So when I heard about your Chrome thing, I'm like, oh, that's really cool because I get it, right? But, uh, you know, to your point, you don't have to be super technical to do something like this. You just have to understand how how the process works, right?
0: Most, like 99%, I found out when I went on the online world is that 99% of the people won't go the extra little tiny step to really make it work. They'll, they'll like put their feet in it, get out, put their feet in it, get out. And I was guilty of that myself. I had like click funnels for two years, did nothing with it, made Mm -hmm. no money. I had all these things for years thinking, Oh, one day I'm going to like turn it on and make it work. Right. But that kind of like behavior, that mentality follows you throughout your life, if you like approach it that way. So it led to like failure after failure after failure Mm -hmm. of me trying. And when I say try what trying really is to a lot of people, they think that they're trying, they think that they're like really putting in the effort. And what success needs is like all the way up here, like, this is where you should really be trying. And you don't even know what you don't know. So Um, if you just go a little bit further, Google a little bit more, take, you know, invest in yourself, take the course, do the thing, um, that leads to actually getting out like that actually, to me, it's like that mental switch that lets you have that success more than anything physical, because we can all click a mouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: And and you know, every 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 guru, every person I listen to online that talks about this stuff says the exact same thing you just said, is it's it's in your head, right? And it's it's you have to get there mentally and, and do the work on yourself. And I mean that's pretty much what I think you're saying here is that you have to persevere and and when you think you're doing the work, you're not really doing the work, you got to take it to the next level.
0: Yeah, and it's like, um, it's not only that, it's how has, if you found out that things haven't been working for you, it's more like you need to ask yourself, hey, how has my behavior mm-hmm. been serving me? How has this repetitive behavior been serving me? Is it something I need to shed? Do I need to destroy this part of myself to become, you know, um, someone who actually makes it work because what I've noticed when I talk to, cause I'm a coach. So I talk to people and I'm like, Hey, so what has not worked? And they would tell me like, Oh, they tried this and they tried this and they tried this. And then I'm like, so how have you been approaching all the other things? And they're like, well, I do this kind of homework. And then I, you know, it's like, they reveal that their behavior and thought pattern in approaching how they consume and act on the data that they collect has not been serving them so i'm like is it the courses and the things that you tried before that really doesn't work or is it the way that you approach and you behave at it and and then here comes the part where they actually enroll i'm like if we can look at your behavior and uh when we can change the way that you uh repetitively approach something and we have that in this course, you will be able to switch the way that you approach the, the content that you consume, your actions. And, and then they, they have this moment. I, I say it differently because we're not having any enrollment conversation, but I say it differently a little bit. And they're like, oh, yeah, like I have been doing this. And like, mm-hmm. have you ever invested in yourself fully with full commitment versus like stepping in, stepping out a lot? They're like, Oh no, I have never done that before. I'm like, so. Like, that's awesome. Now, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's, I mean, that what you just said is brilliant. And and it really, it, it actually helps me to hear that because I I've been guilty myself of this, you know, toe in the water, toe out, like try this, try that, try this. Try, yeah. We've all done it. Right. I mean, it, it's, uh it's I think probably like you're saying, what separates the people who are succeeding from those that aren't.
0: Yeah. And some people go through their whole life and just, not really go far even though they're even though they consume the same thing you do like they mm-hmm. they watch the tony and robin videos they'll go to the you know the conferences they they will subscribe to click or whatever software you know they, mm-hmm. they are that it's just that they don't go further they don't go a little bit further yep. and
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no it makes perfect sense yeah so yeah. so this uh let's let's go back to your chrome bus for a minute because i mean it's, it sounds like an amazing program and um I, I noticed that you actually put on um like a live in-person event is that true
0: oh yeah a couple of actually it was in february uh before the whole crazy pandemic thing mm-hmm. and um i realized that some of my I started providing higher levels. I invested in this $30,000 mastermind for the year, and they pushed me to do more for my people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is, Kim, host a live event for your people, enroll people into your year-long mastermind, ask for $15,000, ask for, so when they, told me to do that, I just like did it and yeah and part of my fifteen thousand dollar package is you get to have the option of attending the live events and instead of paying like a thousand dollar for the ticket, it's included in your package. Ah, that's so cool. I had my higher level clients come in and I was delivering to them. At the same time, I was also it was my first live event ever. So I, I I was like, oh, how is this going to go? And it went very well. I had a guest speakers come in. I had this mm-hmm. person doing body work, like breath work and oh, cool. you know, making people breathe. And it was really fun because I was able to serve my current clients um, at the level where it's face to face. And then uh, I, I gained more of their trust to continue working with them for the rest of the year. And I um, managed to enroll more people into my program because of a, a live event that has um, testimonials and mm-hmm. and you know I'm doing stuff versus oh here's a course go ahead and consume the right. course. You know, well, and you're posting
1: on social media too, so you're getting a little bit of uh, fear of missing out, right? Like, look at all the cool stuff we're doing over here, and you guys aren't part of this cool stuff.
0: Yeah, and I have people who, who uh, are successful digital marketers like Rachel S. Lee. She did like. Quarter million last year, and now she's doing really well, like this year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't see them. I don't see them other than uh, sometimes at a conference. So when you create your own event, it's like, hey, my friend, <laughs> come and talk to my audience. And oh, that's you know? awesome! Yeah. <laughs> so huh. it was fun.
1: <laughs> so, so you you did mention the uh, the pandemic. Um, how how is that affecting you and your business right now, if at all?
0: Oh yeah. It's not affecting it at all. Um, really? Yeah. The, the software subscribers, they even subscribe more cause they're at home. What <laughs> they do? They're on the computer, right? right? So we, we saw that our business has not changed. It's, it steadily goes up, uh, every month in terms of subscribers. Uh, and that is why I feel like what I'm teaching now is more important than ever. Instead of you working really hard to have, like, these thousands of subscribers on YouTube, but like not really monetizing, or you just work hard on your own, like your own simple software with your subscribers. And they, they don't have to be a lot. They could just be like a few hundred. Mm -hmm. Like even, even if you were to work at it for the rest of your life, you know, and you only get 2000 people, you know, 2000 is very small, but let's say you, you get 2000 and they each only pay like 10 bucks a month. That's a $20,000 month reoccurring passive income for you to take. So for me, I'm like, this is what I'm teaching is more important than ever now.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah.
0: You know, (laughs) and uh, we recently did a launch and a lot of people were like, yeah, Kim, there's, you know, people are getting laid off. There's no money, blah, blah, blah. And that's not true. We... We onboarded five people and they each paid uh, Mm $5,000. So it's like when, you know, people believe like the subset of thoughts and on the (laughs) internet, online world, that is not the truth. So it's our duty to be that leader, to be loud about it, be, you know, I'm not even that loud about about things going my way Mm -hmm. uh, other than other people, but... But I my in my coaching program, the thirty thousand dollar one, I I had people say, Oh, I got a ten thousand paid in full today. Oh, you know, my my uh, virtual workshop is completely sold out at wow. one thousand dollars a person and sixty people signed up. That's sixty thousand dollars, you know. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's still going on, still very much here. People
1: Right. Well, you know, I back. mean, with with all of us, I mean, like to your point, right? Like we're on the internet, we're at home, we're bored. I mean I could sit around and watch Netflix or buy some movies and watch those, or I could spend that money on a course and, and maybe make some money because I probably just lost my job, right? So yeah. why not try something online? I mean, I think that the online, online how to make money online business is probably going to start booming in, in this virus.
0: Oh yeah, I think so too. A lot of my mm-hmm. digital marketing friends, they, we check up on each other. We're like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> and we're like, I'm actually doing great. You no, don't awesome. too? Oh my gosh, <laughs> are you increasing uh, your ad spend? What the heck, <laughs> you know? Yeah, weird times. Um,
1: wait, yeah, I mean, I'm launching this podcast right during the middle of the pandemic. It's like, what, wh- why are you launching a podcast during a pandemic? Because everyone's bored, they want something to listen to, right? Why not? <laughs> I've got <exactly>. extra time,
0: <laughs> e- exactly. And they see you as this brave leader, it, you know, <laughs> like that's what happens. You don't shrink uh, during these times, you grow,
1: mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So, so along this journey you've been on, I mean, it sounds like you've had a wild ride for the past couple of years. Um, what would be like the, um, what's the biggest change personally for you that you've experienced? Like, you know, the audience I'm I'm trying to serve here is people who want to get away from the nine to five. And so having done that now, like what's the biggest change in your life that, that, that you can recognize? One of
0: the biggest changes are stepping into this version of myself that I thought would completely stress me out. It's, it's like living in more of a stretch. I, I go and I rock climb. So I mm-hmm. live in the stretch anyways, in terms of like physical, um, like I would go and hike to, we did San Gregorio, we did Mount Whitney and it would be like 12 hours of hiking or climb Mathis Crest, which is literally six hours of walking on a peak oh, wow. where each side is a 10,000 foot drop and your lane is like this small. And you're, you're going for six hours straight, um, not straight like this. It looks like uh-huh. a dragon thing. And so I, know, I've like climbed like hundreds of feet in the air as well as thousands of feet. So I live in that stretch and I didn't realize that, oh wow, there's this other stretch that I can live in this internet world, you know, kind of stretch before I delved into that. I was raw. I was just a desert rat, like rock climbing, sleeping in the desert for oh, wow. for many years with my freedom. <laughs> and so, yeah, the biggest change would be I never know that, like it it validate it validated to me that I can live in the stretch in other realities, you know, mm-hmm. in other dimensions. And the dimensions is like the online internet money making world. It also means that I in one year. You know, I went from, hey, who are you to uh, speaking on stage with James Smiley and and being asked to speak. And so I fly to, you know, I flew to Texas uh, three weeks ago to speak. And I uh, what is it? I have thousands of subscribers now that uh, sends me thank you messages every day. And and I've helped a lot of people. Uh, switch over from their nine to five into a life of passive income Mm -hmm. with their simple Chrome extensions. So in one in one year and a half, like a lot of things can change for you. It feels like boot camp, you know, Uh, (laughs) this online world, it does feel like you've just plunged yourself so deep into this thing. But you need to commit to plunging yourself really deep into it to see those changes. And um, I, I realized that now when I try something, the way that I think about it has fundamentally changed. Like I, I just got a $16,000 year long program literally a month ago, <clears throat> a month and a half ago <laughs> while I'm in my $30,000 program. And I was like telling my team, I'm like, am I crazy? Is this, crazy? Is this too much you guys? And they're like, Kim, do you want to do it or not? I'm like, Yes, we're fucking going all in cuz one of my team members was like, "What's the refund policy?" and I'm like, "No, if we're doing this, <laughs> this is complete all in, like no no holding back at all. We're going at this all in. Um so when I commit to something now, in my head there is no halfway point. It is you do you take all that you have, you give it all that you got and mm-hmm. then you won't have so many regrets. But it took a long time for me to have that mentality and shed the fears because so many fears can pop up like oh you're you're gonna waste another 16000 you you're gonna like you're gonna lose so much money and all these things all the fears will come and then i think what's the biggest thing for me is that now i know how to manage that fear in a way that doesn't make me break down you know right yeah so that would be number one the biggest thing <laughs>
1: that is awesome Yeah, that is great. I mean, I you know I I can say that the the fear of of growing into something else or or just getting started with things is so so big for so many of us, right? I mean, that's that's been one of my issues. Um, I've been trying to launch this podcast for over a year just because I'll I'll get started, I'll I'll record an episode, I'll start to schedule interviews, and I'll get scared and back out. And now I finally managed to overcome that that obstacle, right? And and get this thing going. So I, I, I totally get what you're saying there. That's awesome, thank you.
0: Well, that's awesome that you're there. It takes, mm-hmm. I see it as an onion. Many, many layers of mental breakthroughs until you're right. like ready to start. Even though you have all the tools, you're ready okay. to start here. And then many other layers of figuring out your fears and overcoming them, mm-hmm. and then you like freaking go. But But since you did all that hard work, Your your speed after that is going to be really fast because nothing will hold you back. You're just going to keep on going. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the hope, right?
0: (laughs) 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 Well, I read that from Jamie. He's like, most podcasters fail because they record seven and then they stop. Mm -hmm. So just record like an eighth or. (laughs) Right.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, that, that's true. There's so many podcasters that I'm like, you know, people I know through, through the entrepreneurial community, right. That that I've met and I'll watch them and they'll, they'll do several podcasts. I'm like, Oh, they're doing it. That's all. They stopped, man. Why did they stop? Right. And then that's when it, it, when you, you know, you kill it, it, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. And sometimes life gets in the way. So I don't want to count that. Sometimes, you know, a family member gets sick or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah.
1: That's true. It's
0: tough. It if I see someone who's been around now that I've seen still or like started last year, I I'm like, good job. (laughs) Yeah, good for you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Pat in the back. Awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, what is um, what has been like? I guess your biggest difficulty on this journey, would you say?
0: The biggest difficulty is. Getting rid of shiny object
1: syndrome. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I have that so bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Getting rid of shiny object syndrome and really tapping into what you want for your life and um, figuring out your just-in-time learning experience. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest challenge I, I've seen in my students and I coach them out of it. And I've seen in myself on this journey of figuring it out because then If you don't have this like core, like, like really good reason to do what you do, um, people are going to sway you in too many directions. Like a coach, you hire a coach and the coach will be like, do this, do that, do this, do that. And if you're not like, this is who I am, this is what I am, this is who I want to serve, this is how I want to do it, and you're figuring it out, then you're going to try a lot of different pathways and you're going to be pulled like here and there. So I think um, a very important thing to work on is always check in with yourself on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. Um, Is this something I want to do? Do I want to do this? Am I having the life that I want to live while I'm doing this? Am I eventually going to have the life that I want to live? And if it became too many questions of like, eventually I will have the life I want to live and then a year goes by two years three years goes by then you know you're like oh wait what's going on here so I think (laughs) so I think that yes so for me especially because I will jump into something and I will excel at it uh, more than like whoever jumps into it I would go and freaking excel and then I'm like is this my thing is this the thing that I you know, that I really want, um, or am I just good at it, but it doesn't fulfill me, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Thank
1: you for that. That was awesome. That's great. Thanks. Um, so here's one, I want to make sure I ask this of all my guests, which is what, um, what question should I be asking you that I'm not asking you?
0: Hmm. Well, it depends on your guest's audience when they're hearing um, your speakers speak. Like, do you want them to buy into my program so you can get affiliate commission? Do you want them to, you know, what's the the purpose of your podcast? And Mm -hmm. the purpose of your podcast is helping them have that mental breakthrough of the nine to five, right? Right. Um, When they get... When they go and enroll into a program of any of your guests, they it might lead to that. so I think mm-hmm. the question that you might not be asking is like common objection questions that the guest' podcaster person can mm-hmm. answer so that it will change your person who's listening to go and enroll into you know the programs cuz mm-hmm. if you are interviewing someone who has escaped the 95 and they have a program and it has helped people then the most beneficial thing you can do for your people is is ask those like objection based questions for right, example yes. like like oh i don't have an idea for simple software what kind of journey is it like and i would say oh yeah you don't need to know how to code and the journey is um you hire, you, we teach you how to go from zero to cash flow, from cash flow to CEO. And you don't need <laughs> to know how to code. You don't need to have an idea. A lot of our students don't have original ideas. They just took an idea and made their own version. It's kind of like you're the bestseller of your own book. And you're mm-hmm. not going to not write a book because someone else wrote the same topic, right? You're not going right. to disservice yourself of that. So why disservice yourself if someone has a software idea? Like, who cares? <laughs> right.
1: Well, to, to your point, you said you, you had already had one out there, and then you said I can do better than that, and you did.
0: So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah or I can have a different community, or I can have a community where I can be me. You know, I show <laughs> up just as myself in, in like a tank top to my people, and they subscribe. They will always, you will always have people who will subscribe to you and your personality and what makes you you, so that it, when you show up to serve, you can be absolutely yourself and it will be a more enjoyable fun ride for you while you're online because the online world can be really harmful mentally if you don't craft the environment where you can show up and be completely yourself and be accepted Mm -hmm. by your community as you
1: yeah no i've heard um i think steven larson's talked about this before where he woke up one day and realized he's serving the wrong customers and he doesn't like his customers then uh, yeah, you're in the wrong spot. So you need, to your point, let's let's craft this so that I can serve the people that I want to serve and I can be myself, warts and all, and uh, everyone's cool with it because I don't have to put on a mask every morning. I'm just It's just me, here I am, and you guys like it or leave it, right?
0: Yeah, and it, wouldn't it be enjoyable if every single day you wake up and you get to be yourself? Because a lot of people in the nine to five, they wake up and they have to, Pretend to be someone else, or they have to follow rules that's Mm -hmm. not particularly aligned with their lifestyle or beliefs. But they have to like go drive to a place and and follow the politics and follow the rules there. So they're not living like how they are when they're like relaxed or just at home uh, on a day to day basis, and that. Can eat away at you after oh, a yeah, while. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Several years of that, and yeah, it—you it, don't know who you are anymore. I mean, it's—it's it's existential crisis. Then you're gonna go buy a uh, a Porsche and uh, and you know, start cheating on your spouse. And <laughs> bad news. oh, here's
0: something for your for your listeners. And when you go and trans translate that into the online world, you're gonna catch yourself doing the same thing. You're gonna catch yourself looking at what other people are doing. Like maybe I should be like that. Maybe mm-hmm. I should uh, be that way. Because you're conditioned and programmed for so many years of people telling you, hey, you got to do this and you got to do that. You have to be a certain way, you know, because that's mm-hmm. how it works around here. Right. right. So you're going to keep on thinking that as you get into this online space. And the tragedy is when you take that mentality, put it into the online space, try to be someone else or, or something else, uh, like copying someone or, you know, you're going to think that the online world doesn't work for you. That escaping the nine to five is so much work and is so much headache for you versus if you shed that, you have to really work hard to shed all the programming that went on when you're in your nine to five. So when you're in the online space, it's really, really, really hard to say, fuck it all to the, you know, whatever people think I'm going to be me. That's Mm -hmm. one of the most hardest thing to reach the conclusion of because that happens when there is some kind of success that doesn't happen naturally in the beginning i've seen the evolution of that as like people become more and more successful they become more and more themselves because they're they feel like oh i have permission to just be myself and people aren't going to hate me now you know because i've built this trust now Mm -hmm. um but it's to me it's a tragedy if your journey stops and gets discouraged and then you forgo a life of just you know on your own terms doing your Mm -hmm. own thing being happy because for many many years they have taught you to think a different way so yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i I think that's really profound what you just said i mean it's it's not something that i had been thinking about but but now that you've said it out loud i'm like oh yeah you're right i mean you know you think oh i have to be a certain way or i mean you know i have to you know, when I first started doing this stuff a couple of years ago, I, I thought, well, I have to project this persona that like knows everything and is awesome. And like, you know, there's no mistakes here. Right. And, and that's not true. No one, no one trusts that guy. Right. They want to see someone who's themselves, who's vulnerable. And, um, you know, that's, yeah. Thanks yeah, you for and saying that. You follow that.
0: Steven Larson, right? He, yeah. he documents his journey as himself.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't hold back. And this is me. He'll like it or like it or leave it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, this is, I mean, this has been really, uh, really good. I mean, I can't, I can't even thank you enough for this interview because uh, the things you've said, it's just, I don't know. I've got a lot to think about when we get off here because I've definitely suffered from the shiny, shiny object syndrome and then, you know, not being true to myself. I mean, all those things, even, you know, they're applying to me. So, I'm hoping my listeners got something useful out of this. Um, Kim, where can my listeners go to learn more about you?
0: They can go to my website, but you have a link, a short link. Uh, yes. 50. So they can click on that, the short link, uh, or they can just go straight to kimcdang.com. Um, if they want to connect with me on Facebook, my handle is Kim Possible Dang. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like the cartoon, <laughs> but yeah. my last name. <laughs> that's awesome and uh yeah and they can connect with me on there as well i would love to help your audience escape the nine to five i have helped so many people do that because it doesn't take much when you have like a simple software that someone else makes you don't even code and all you need to do is work at getting the subscribers and we know the how to market it how to get subscribers you don't need to have your own idea we have a list of vetted Chrome extension developers on tap for you when you come into the system. Um, We have wins every single week from our community. They support each other. So it's like, I've crafted this environment that is very nice and kind and loving at the same time. Lots of rock stars being able to uh, have part of their income, their income stream be passive. And like JR, he just paid for his mortgage last month Uh, $1,500 passively. And he has four kids and a full-time sales job and a wife. And so
1: that is awesome. (laughs) I mean,
0: if someone like him can do it, you know, Uh, so it's like, that's just one of a lot of our um, amazing stories that have grown from this community. So I would love your listeners to come on in and enjoy the crazy ride we have. And as we grow, I've seen people who start like very, like. You know, now now it's over a year. But when they started, they were doing like two thousand, and I was doing um, at that point five thousand. And then they would do three thousand a month, and I'm like ten, and I'll do like you know, and they do four thousand, and I'm like fifteen, and you know, it's like mm-hmm. I teach them the things to continue on this lifelong. Like I honestly believe, if you have, if you're helping anyone. Don't think of it as one year, one day, an eight week course. Don't think of that type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's you taking on like this journey with them for life. So that if, when I'm at like a million a year on my Chrome extensions, they they will probably be a few steps before me. And so that's the approach I have and that's what I welcome your people to come into if they want to escape the nine to five with yeah. simple software.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I think everyone should check out Kim's program because it's, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I've done a lot of app development over the years and what you're, what you're doing is so much easier, so much less headaches than all that other stuff uh, with making iPhone apps or things. I'm, I, I mean, I think it's brilliant. And so congratulations on that and definitely check out uh, Kim's program. I will be putting a link in the show notes for you guys to click on. Thank thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a uh, a good day and try to stay safe from this coronavirus.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you, Paxton. Stay safe as well. And let me know if uh, your people have any questions or if you have any questions, I'm available to answer those questions as well. And I love to. I loved your questions. Your questions were really, really good. So (laughs) I really enjoyed this. Appreciate
1: it. Hey guys, I just want to let you know that after the show, Kim and I chatted and she is now offering you you guys, my listeners, an amazing deal on her Chromeboss course. Um, I'm putting the link in the show notes. So if you're interested, please check that out. The discount is insane. It's it's a massive drop of the regular price. And uh, so thanks again, Kim, for being on the show and thanks for giving this uh, special discount to my listeners. I appreciate you.